0: Howdy everybody and welcome to the after party. This is Robert. I've got Zeb with me tonight. Uh, people are talking with this evening is Dave Jones and Marcus Baker. They are the, uh, chair and vice chair of the Tennessee Libertarian party. They've got, uh, good things going on. They've been very busy, uh, getting the year started after our convention last month and going to see what they got for us in the next couple of years.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. We're we're really excited coming out of convention. Uh, a lot of fire across the state. Uh, been a lot of building going on, uh, especially uh, out in our Delta region with dust and tubs. As uh, people may have followed over the last couple of years, Delta region has kind of been a really uh, dead region for us for for a couple of years now have not been a whole lot of activity, but uh, coming out of convention, Dustin Tubbs was elected as their new uh, regional coordinator out there in the Delta region. He's really kind of caught fire. They're one of our fastest uh, growing regions right now. He's added about uh, three or four or five different counties on. He's been able to contact some of the old county chairs and uh, get them reinvolved involved into uh, doing some action out there. They're planning some events. And uh for anybody who uh followed the uh HBO six oh nine ballot access bill fiasco, uh our good friend uh Johnny Shaw is a representative out in his region. So they're definitely fired up to uh start getting things uh going out there.
0: It'd be nice to uh, bring the hammer down on the the ones that didn't want. We can't have more than two parties because it's two big choices. That's but that Bernie Sanders talking about that with deodorant one time was like, yeah, we don't need that many choices. Nah, yeah, let's just keep the whole rack of deodorant. and Let's keep the whole rack of uh, uh, parties that people have to choose from, because the Democrats and Republicans certainly do not represent a lot of the people in this country.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it was quite shocking really to uh, hear uh, Johnny Shaw really kind of rip the mask off there during the uh, subcommittee hearing on the ballot access bill and basically come right out in so many words and say that, uh, everybody in Tennessee is either a Republican, a Democrat or independent. There's no other, there's no other people in Tennessee besides those three. And, uh, at this time, if they allow another party on the ballot, it's just going to take votes away from, uh, his party and the other party. And, uh, for a sitting politician to come out in those direct terms, uh, they they actually uh, his mic was actually cut off halfway through his uh speech there. So I'm wondering if someone was like, Hey Johnny, can you sh- shut up, man? <laughs>
0: you're making <this> a <laughs> feel bad. You're,
1: you're telling a little bit too much truth right now, buddy. I gotta see I gotta save
2: the the proof's in the pudding, you know. I got Marcus Baker here, vice chair, Dave Jones, Libertarian chair, and y'all both mm-hmm. look tired. I mean, you guys look like y'all been been working hard at it and, and going through the ringer. I mean Tell us a little bit about your new progression of stepping into the spot at Vice Chair uh, Baker and kind of like how it's been going through through the momentum of the new year. Yeah, um, actually, uh, so I've, uh, I
3: came into it ready to put my head down, get to work, and uh, I've been contacting all the different regionals and uh, trying to go to every meeting, and it's been kind of jumping through hoops to make sure I get to every meeting, and I've had to bypass some meetings for others because, you know, double booking – Um, and other than that, just getting the, uh, the incidentals, the, uh, what's the word, the administrative stuff taken care of, everything transferred over to our positions, trying to get to work on that. Um, other than that, I mean, everywhere across the state, everybody's fired up, let's say in every region, they're ready to get stuff going. I'm Appalachian up there. Y'all are doing some big things. Got some, got some meetings going. Uh, Memphis is really fired up and he's already mentioned Delta. Like overnight, pretty much, that man, those people built up an entire region.
0: That's uh, good. Where there
3: was none before.
0: It seems like the rural areas have a struggle to get many people involved.
1: Mm-hmm. I know it was, it was, they do. It's it it travel time mostly. Yeah. And, and that's one good thing is kind of Marcus, you know, being a former uh, chair of the Delta region, myself being a former chair of the whiskey region, both of those being, uh, kind of purely rural type regions, you know, us kind of bringing that understanding to the board of the struggles of uh, the rural regions of our state to be able to uh, kind of come together. And, you know, whiskey region down there, you know, AJ Campbell, she uh, was uh, elected to take my place down there. So she's continuing on the great work that they're doing down there in the whiskey region. Uh, Chelsea Baker, Uh, Just took over the Nashville region. We just had a meeting, when was that? Tuesday night in Mm -hmm. Williamson County. We added on the uh, Williamson County affiliate up there. So uh, got another affiliate going. A lot of great things going on across the state. I know Marcus and I are working with a couple of different uh, regions on building some uh, pretty big activism events so we can start Mm -hmm. getting out into the uh, actual neighborhoods uh, pounding the pavement knocking the doors and getting the libertarian message out there directly to the people so that's some real exciting stuff that we got going on right now working with the regions you know just trying to keep trying to keep the fire going everybody's doing great uh, so proud of everybody in the state of Tennessee we've all kind of come together and uh, made the decision that we're we're going to change things in this state, and it's starting to starting to take shape at the uh, ground level with our bringing on more county affiliates. You know, strengthening strengthening our regional affiliates, giving them the tools necessary to be able to succeed. I think uh, probably about halfway next month. I think right around April the sixteenth, we're going to have our first uh, county regional affiliate workshop. So uh, we can invite the county affiliates and the regional affiliates in. We're going to cover three different subjects. We're going to cover our CR, uh, how to use the CRM system. Uh, we're going to teach them how to put their county events onto the website. So all of that is uh, published on our lptn.org website. And uh, we're going to do a course on uh, how to hold a county meeting. And that's just going to be the first in many different workshops that we're going to have uh, for our county affiliates to be able to uh, give them the education, the tools necessary to be able to grow.
0: That's kind of nice. It's it's in the past, it's been a whole lot of, uh, you know, here, you know, we need someone in this county to be the chair and to, you know, to try to grow the party here. Great, you're the guy, and then that's it. You know, you're left to kind of figure it out on your own and do the mm-hmm. best you can, and in some places that works well. In other places, you know, where it's hard to find people, it, 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 the county struggles to get people you know, to come, to even come to a meeting or maybe even, even to know you exist.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. It can get, uh, it can get pretty disenfranchising pretty quick when you're uh, a lone County chair out there trying to uh, put events together and get people to come out and you don't have a lot of people coming out. It doesn't seem like you've got a lot of clear direction or help on how to do that. So, you know, that's definitely one thing that, you know, Marcus and I both campaigned on and, we absolutely intend to be able to uh, give our uh, county and regional affiliates, you know, the education and the tools necessary to be able to uh, be ex- as successful as possible. Because as we grow our uh, county and regional affiliates, you know, that's where we're going to find our volunteers. That's where we're going to find our activists. And most importantly, that's where we're going to find our candidates. How,
2: how many- uh, I many more. And i tell you what it's uh, I think one of the strengths and I'm glad you you, you mentioned it pretty pretty early was uh, planning you know future in-person uh, events and uh, and rallies or whatever whatever you want to call them, whatever direction you want to take because uh-huh. uh, that's a strength I mean you could really see that you could feel the energy at the convention I mean it was a uh, it was electric man it really was a very successful very good convention. And uh, the diversity of people there was was good was was great, you know. I just feel like we've got to get out there to where they're at because we feel the energy. You know what I mean? Like you, yep. Baker, Hammett, you, Mr. Jones. Like we all are, we're all on the same page, mm-hmm. you know. But we got to get it out there to the, to the people of Tennessee. You know, especially like in <laughs> communities like Knoxville. You know, with the, the recent uh, stint of violence that they've had. You know. Uh, I was listening to a guy today and I wish, I mean, the LP, the Libertarian Party nationally has kind of flirted through the Mises caucus of reaching out to Maj Torrey. I don't know if y'all have ever had a chance to listen to the guy speak about uh, conflict resolution, but it's powerful. I mean, and like somebody like that could really speak to the inner city youth and uh, urban areas and be sincere. You know what I mean? Because we're not going to be able to get any type of conversation uh, like a LP pamphlet like hey you should come to our convention you know like we've got to get people to speak on their level and that also aligned with us politically And I think Maj Tory is a pretty good example of uh, somebody that that's like that I don't, uh, I don't know if y'all researched him or not but getting guys like that in front of people I think can really spread the liberty movement I don't know where you got Hammond uh,
0: I, I heard I was listening to Spike Cohen talk recently. I, I recorded video somewhere, and he, had, and he had gone to an area that was definitely not libertarian-friendly, but they were talking about uh, education was one of their concerns, and he took that and put the libertarian... You know, said, this is what we have for you as a libertarian party. We're going to give you the power back. We're going to give you the money back to do education in your area. So if you can go somebody like these guys, if you can go and speak to people and find out what, don't just go in and give your speech, you know, cause you know, find out what, what are their problems that they might have problems you're not even aware of, or that are completely different from other areas and, and talk to them about how Liberty can solve their problems.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. It's uh, like you brought up Spike Cohen, Spike, uh, what makes him one of the most, Uh, efficient and effective messengers for the party right now is you know i've had the pleasure of working with spot for for a while now and got to go with him on his bus tour across the southeast and being able to actually stand there and watch how he communicates with people it's it's you know he'll have a line of q a people that'll come up and uh he won't be like a regular politician just come up he'll start talking first and talk through them and give them his pitch, take a picture, and out of here, ne- next person, he'll actually stand there, he'll ask them what their name is, he'll stand there, and he'll let them talk, he'll let them talk and talk about what their concern is, and he'll, he'll actually listen, and then when they're done, you know, he will answer with, with a message of, you know, love and compassion towards whatever issue it was that they had brought to him there at the time. So he's a very effective messenger, and that's uh, you know what what we're going to have to come through, come uh, at our communi- communities with because I like I've said before I think Tennessee is is a really good state for the libertarian message. I mean, just the history of the state of Tennessee itself. You know, we've we're the volunteer state. You know, right. we've always you know in the foothills of the Appalachians and up up and down all across the state of Tennessee we're we're a volunteer state. When we see somebody in trouble, whether it's uh, whether it's the floods in Nashville or the tornadoes or or whatever kind of natural disaster that happens or any in any time somebody's in need in our community, Tennesseans are there, you know, and that's libertarian principles in action and being able to show Tennesseans that uh, not only Libertarian Party exists, but we do have uh, our principles are perfectly aligned with with their thoughts already, and being able to go out there and show liberty in action, and show not only tell tell them about libertarian principles, but actually show them libertarian principles in action. You know, putting our putting our Bitcoin where our mouth is, and <laughs> and actually going into these communities and, and showing them. Uh, and I like uh, Zeb what he talked about. With Maj is seeking, you know, help to come into the state to be able to help us hone that message. I know uh, Marcus and I have been working with a guy out of North Carolina, uh, Brent DeRitter. Uh, he's the one that organized the Pound the Pavement events early in 2020 with uh, Jacob Hornberger and Spike Cohen there in North Carolina, where they went out into some of the most, uh, Uh, underprivileged and over-policed areas in North Carolina where politicians usually do not go because they're kind of scared to go into those regions, but they organize a bunch of libertarians, go knock doors, and they found out uh, that these people in North Carolina knew more about libertarianism than a lot of the seasoned libertarians they are knocking the doors because they live it every day with occupational licensing, with the war on drugs, with with all of these over oppressive uh, laws uh, that are designed to attack communities like that. So, you know, the Libertarian Party in North Carolina, I think grew by like 40, 50, 60 members in just uh, a day or so of knocking doors because they got that message out there. And people were, were surprised that there was a political vessel out there that uh, kind of encapsulated all of these things that they already were thinking of, and that they already knew were wrong that the government were was uh, doing to them. I mean, take Memphis for example. A few years ago, you know, when the uh, city of Memphis raided uh, a bunch of home uh, hair salons because people were braiding hair without a license, you know, it, it's getting out and giving those types of messages that you know we're on your side. We're here to. We are here to fight those issues next to you. So, I mean, that's that's going to be important, getting out there and actually uh, relaying these messages and kind of smashing our own echo chambers and going out to places where, where our message traditionally we haven't felt has been strongest, but... As Spike shown before on his campaign, those areas can sometimes be our strongest uh, allies if we can just get out and communicate to those areas.
0: Yeah, the the occupational license, like with the the hair braiding, those, if I remember correctly, those were people that had been braiding hair their whole lives, but in order to mm-hmm. officially legally do it in the state of Tennessee, you had to have months of mm-hmm. of official. A beauty school education in order to do something you've done your whole life and if you didn't yep. then the man's going to come knocking on your door and haul you off
3: right and they showed right there exactly what it is it's just a tax like I mean yes. there was no harm to anybody the only reason it happened is because they wanted their cut of it that's it
0: mm-hmm. yep it tax and, and protect uh, the entrenched businesses Oh, of course. Yeah. 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 And that's, that's, I mean, that's always there. It's tax and like the regulations are always to protect somebody. It's, it's never right. to, it's supposedly to protect the people, but it almost always comes down to, as you say, taxes and protecting somebody that's already doing that.
3: Right. Like you've got some cities now, like I'm a rideshare driver. That's why I'm able to have the schedule that I have. You've got some cities which outlaw. It for the same reason to protect the the yellow cab companies there or the bigger taxi cab companies. It's the same exact thing.
0: And then there's a a law before Congress now or bill before Congress now to completely not abolish that, but to make everybody doing that job that you're doing actual employees of the company. Right. Is that, uh, that, that came up up there.
3: the, The one that I'm familiar with, um, what I'm familiar with, excuse me, I wasn't familiar about an, about an actual bill. There was uh, Uber sold the company, actually. They, they went public. That's what it was. And so a few, I'd say a small percentage of actual drivers um, came together and protested. This is like two years ago now to uh, be considered actual employees and off of the self-employed status, the private contractor status. Um, which they wanted the benefits with less pay without realizing what you know I mean you know all this um, yeah there's a lot of strings that, that come attached effects. right, exactly um, yeah, I haven't heard about a bill though that's news to me.
0: yeah, I was thinking I'd seen something in the last week or so on social media about there there's a that they had one in California that is essentially the same thing, and i I'm thinking somebody's trying to put forth if it hasn't been put forth, they're talking about they were putting doing it forward that in
3: Missouri. They, they had where in Missouri, I and mean, I don't know about a federal bill, but I know in Missouri as well, I had some writers actually telling me about that. Um, some tourists came up from Missouri to Nashville, and they were telling me that uh, you had to have a, uh, a an LLC to start, which in Missouri happened to be quite a bit more expensive. I think it was an LLC. Either an LLC or occupational, uh, some kind of occupational license at least, which was uh, some are over the range of a thousand dollars just to get it.
0: Yeah, but, I know. I, yeah, again, well, federal
3: I, bill. I'm not familiar. I'm sorry.
0: No, that's all right. It's, it's I think it's fairly new, or maybe they haven't filed it. Maybe there's just talk of it. But it's kind of the same thing they have. They they had or did pass or was going to pass in California. But basically, make you an employee, and then now you're going to be under the thumb of that employer, and you're going to have to, you know, you you probably won't be able to set your schedule like you do, and you know, it's 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 going right. to make people's lives that, that want right. to do that and like the flexibility, it's going to make it like a nine to five job or something. And that you, yep. you if you wanted nine to five, you'd have a nine to five. Right. So
3: exactly. Yeah.
0: Leave you alone to run your life. Uh-huh. Exactly.
3: Yeah. And this is the best way to do it. That's one of the best examples we have in our market today of what a free market can actually operate at. It's ride share. That's partly why I like it so much as well, but yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're doing that to the uh, ride share places. They're doing it to the Airbnbs. I mean, Mm -hmm. uh, one good thing that our Liberty badass up in Clarksville, uh, you know, Tricia Butler was to take that whole line of code and kind of try to wipe that out. So these uh, businesses can operate without because, I mean, I just last weekend I was at the Libertarian Party of Georgia's convention. I'd got an Airbnb and uh, they target these places so much with the government. I I went uh, from six occupants to eight occupants and just in the occupancy taxes, it raised the price of that Airbnb by over a hundred dollars. It didn't change the price of the Airbnb itself, but the occupancy taxes went up by about a hundred dollars by just adding two more people. Mm. Then I was like, Very no, nice. we're having six. It's six, <laughs> totally six. Six, exactly. <laughs> and then, yeah, the mean, we're we're in not Nashville having eight.
3: And <laughs> Nashville, of all places, which has tons of Airbnbs, I mean, that's a big industry there. You've got a mm-hmm. ton of investors coming in, buying all these houses to do specifically Airbnb. Big, I'd say, billion-dollar industry at this point in Nashville. And you've got it being fought against there because of the bigger hotels there. Mm-hmm. The The lobbyists for the bigger hotels. That's actually uh, our one of our regional chairs for, for Nashville region. Years past, Shane Robbins actually went before, because he's a Davidson County resident. Yep. He actually went in front of uh, Nashville City Council, and uh, I think it was City Council, um, and spoke against this. But um, I, I don't know how that, how that bill is actually going now. I don't know if that's actually uh, successful. It's got a lot of pushback, obviously, because like I said, all those investors there, too.
2: It's funny you you mentioned uh, Trisha Trisha Butler earlier. You know, in uh-huh. her fights in Clarksville, and especially the Second Amendment. I saw a bill was put forth by uh, is it Todd Warner. Todd Warner uh, it went to the houses on constitutional carry. Uh, uh-huh. It's looking hopeful from what we hear from his team uh, that we're getting feedback from. Uh, that would be a big win within second, uh, the Second Amendment on that, hopefully a national the
1: national level.
2: Have you guys followed that at all or, or listened to that or read yeah. that at all? Yeah,
1: I've, I've followed it a little bit. It would definitely be a good push in the right direction, I believe. I, uh, it's, uh, it's definitely going to be a good, good push for us because you would think that out of all the states that Tennessee would actually have some of the more, more lenient laws that we wouldn't have to be, uh, fighting and putting, uh, bills across like this and being, you know, celebrating just getting a little bit of our Liberty back, you know, people, you would assume that a state like Tennessee which has had a long tradition of, uh, of self-defense and defense of the second amendment. I mean, going, all the way back to the Battle of Athens, you know, and being able to defend ourselves. it, it I believe it, because oh, a lot of times people don't know exactly what is or isn't legal in Tennessee. You know, when it comes, people have because so, I have a lot of people who come in from out of state. It's like, oh yeah, Tennessee's like a free reign state. Yeah, no. <laughs> Not exactly. No, 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 not exactly.
2: <laughs> no, you know, but, you, mentioned, but, yeah. you mentioned the Battle of Athens, too. There's also the Battle of Coal Creek. I don't know if you're familiar with that story. Mm. Quick little history uh, lessons down there. Coal Creek, obviously by its name, its first name was Coal Creek, then Lake City, now known as Rocky Top. Uh, it was a, obviously a big coal, coal town for a while. And uh, at one point, they were going to give all the miners' jobs to prisoners. They were going to bring prisoners mm-hmm. in. And the the locals weren't having that. So that's another little part with the Second Amendment that yeah. uh, blocked Timmy, you know. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, hopefully that, that doesn't get killed. They're saying it looks hopeful.
1: Yeah. Hopeful on it. Yeah. And talking about the Battle of Athens, I got to give a shout out to our Valley region, uh, Suzanne Elts. Uh, one thing that they're planning down with the McMahon County affiliate is uh, – They they did a little bit of research and they found out that this year is I believe the seventy fifth anniversary of the uh, Battle of Athens. So our Valley Region and our McMinn Region or our McMinn County affiliate are trying to get together and do a big event there in Athens, Tennessee to celebrate the seventy fifth anniversary of the Battle of Athens. So
0: that'd be good. It'd be I don't know. Just I like the idea of the people rising up against you know their uh, overreaching government—that's—that's that's not meeting. That, that's basically abusing them. Yeah, right. We should celebrate that every every chance we get.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm sure Suzanne, you know, keep a lookout on the uh, Valley Region pages and stuff as as this event kind of comes together. But uh, should be a really fun event. Talking about maybe doing a parade, renting a theater out, you know, playing some uh, Liberty. Movies and stuff like that there, and bringing everybody together. So, hopefully, you know, should be a really great event there. You should have live
2: music. You should have live music to protest because I mean that's that in itself, just to have live music and be normal is a Mm -hmm. protest now. I mean it should Mm -hmm. it should be smashed in Tennessee. Like I'm so sick of playing this passive aggressive game with you now. You know, because like you know, at when uh, the onset of it, man, I just wanted to open back up. I wanted our kids to go back to school. I wanted people to be able to go go to the store or whatever, to do what they needed to do, go to work. I didn't want people to be labeled essential or non-essential. I just want people to go to work. So I didn't I, I kind of was was passive, you know, on like mm-hmm. mask and stuff like that. At this point, I mean a spade's a spade, we've weathered it pretty good. They've got the vaccinations going on. Open back up. You know what I mean? Right. Now if you're a private business that doesn't want to go back up to capacity that's okay yeah like i'm not saying that you can you have to do that but don't bar the other the other establishments that do want to have live music or wherever uh, my bad. I just went off a tangent with that, guys. I was just thinking about that, but uh, shout out to uh, uh Hickman Region, uh, Cody Nix and uh-huh. Matt Hunley. On uh, Matt Hunley, we need to have them back on and talk about some more what they got going on. Maybe that would be a good spot for a Liberty uh, event. I don't
1: know. I know they got yeah. a lot of land out there and a lot of musicians. So Oh, yeah, Cody, uh, Cody was at the uh, Williamson County event Tuesday night, so we got to- oh, cool we got to spend some time with him. I, I really like Cody. I think yeah. he's going to, I think he's going to try to be out in, uh, uh, what County is it? in a couple of weekends, Marcus, in, uh, the, I don't the think axe, I caught
3: that conversation. The, I'm sorry.
1: The ax throwing event. Oh,
3: oh that's no, up that's, here. Uh, yeah. That's, yeah. Up, that's up in Kingsport.
1: Yeah. Kingsport. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be up there. I think, Marcus, are you going to be up there? Yeah, I'm going to be there, yeah. yeah I'm awesome. hearing that, you know, Tom Arnold may be coming up. Uh, A.J. Campbell may be coming up. And I think Cody Nix uh, may be a- even coming over. We're going to make it a big event. I think we may be stopping off in Morristown to knock some doors for a candidate there and then head it up uh, to the – uh, Yeah, hit it up to the axe-throwing event. So – it's going to be a fun weekend coming up in a couple of weekends. You know, like I said, this weekend, I'm going to be in Alabama at the Libertarian Party of Alabama's uh, event. And i uh, got a couple of different events going on this weekend. Like I said, I'll be down in Alabama. Uh, Marcus, who who just disappeared, uh, <laughs> Marcus will be headed out to Memphis. Uh, oh, he's back. Marcus is going to be headed <laughs> out. Sorry about that. <laughs> Well, he's going to be headed out to Memphis. They're going to be having a uh, crawfish boil <laughs> out for the uh, Shelby County Libertarian Party. So he's going to be out there repping us. And yeah. I believe Montgomery County is also going to be having an event uh, Saturday night. I believe that David Tyler may Ooh, be going yeah. up to that. Uh, so then the next weekend, uh, after that, we're going to have two different events. Uh, Rutherford County is having their usual uh, monthly Libertarian meeting. And then we will be launching the uh, Lawrence County affiliate in uh, Lawrence County, Tennessee. That's down in the Whiskey region. So those guys are going to have a big, uh, uh what is it, Marcus? Is it gumbo?
3: Yeah, it's, it's a- gumbo, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're having it's a big uh, gumbo. jumbo uh, gumbo event. Yeah. The jumbo gumbo event out in Lawrence County. So so they're going to be uh kind of coming out with their affiliate and then of course the very next weekend is going to be the axe throwing event. So we're going to be all be out there in uh Kingsport we all uh throwing some axes I guess.
2: <laughs> man, I'm so jealous. Uh I was we talked we were on his show. What was it? Tuesday.
1: Chris yeah. Chris's yeah.
2: show. Yeah, cool guy, man. I I told him like I'm so jealous. We we planned a we planned a night shoot for that Saturday, we, we're testing our MVGs, so uh, yeah, I hate that we're going to miss that. But we we definitely want to try to hit up some some more because we got some guys coming all from the state to come shoot with us. So we'll, we'll definitely spread that message of liberty and try to get them to some of the other local events. And hopefully, maybe uh, maybe I know Knox, Knoxville does their week their monthly meeting. Is that do uh-huh. they do one meeting a month?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yep. definitely
2: need to try to. If you're watching right now on After Party, uh, we'll we'll get with him to get some information and post that, that info to get on those meetings. Uh, I definitely need to get to one of those too after I get done with my evening class. Yeah, no,
3: yeah, I'm already planning to be at the next one of that too.
2: Is that one will be in April,
3: right? I'm not sure on the date right now. I, I'd, I'd have to go to the calendar. Um, yeah,
2: good. It'd It'd be to good get. to see you, man.
3: Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure me and you could have a lot
2: to talk about there.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah, Allison, well, we might
2: even depend on the time. We might even be on the lodge. Who
1: knows? I'd love that. That'd be
2: awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, Allison's doing a good job out there in uh, Knoxville. She's talking to a couple of people out, and I believe it's Roan County. So we, it's uh, possible here in the next few weeks we may bring on another affiliate there in the uh, Knoxville region. Always, always awesome see, seeing the state starting to fill up, and uh, my cat's making a cameo appearance. <laughs> I was
3: gonna it,
2: say, I love all the character cat. you bring to your, 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 your Zoom fees yeah. here. Oh yeah, that's
0: an assault cat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, do you see a like now that the presidential election's over? Do you do you think we have a, a better chance than before of recruiting new people? Like, I want to poach people from the Democrats and the Republicans because there are people in both of those parties that lean libertarian but vote. R and D out of fear is this is this is is our opportunity better now than it was before the election because the last couple of elections have been like I've I, so many people would vote I'm voting against Joe Biden or I'm voting against Trump the next four years do we do we have a shot at at getting those people and changing their minds or is or 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 if we go on hyper partisan so much that people are just more entrenched then they're they're not going to change their mind on that
1: yeah. Well, I, th- I think as as always, you're going to have just those those uh, party hardliners that that are just going to be solid R's, solid D's, you know, vote blue, vote red, to your dead, whatever, you know. But I, I think that we do have a really good opportunity now because a lot of people who have identified with, as Democrats or Republicans in the past are really kind of, because cause the clown show continues. Uh, just because the presidential election is over now, Washington is still a mess. Uh, Tennessee is still a mess. A lot of our county and city governments are, are still a mess. So being able to go out there, I, I think over the next couple of years, next two, three years, if we can get out into our communities, and kind of talk to Tennesseans and show them the way, you know, about libertarianism and our philosophies, I think a lot of people will be more apt to come over to the uh, gold team here in the, the Libertarian Party. Because really, I believe when you look at it, Really those hardliners in the Republican and Democratic parties are getting us to be a smaller and smaller percentage of their parties every single year. So we definitely have uh, the potential to be able to go out into the communities with, with our messaging and with uh, direct action and uh, activism. And show our message, so that we'll be able to quell a little bit. Now, on a national level, you know, it may be a little bit before we have a national candidate, or maybe even a statewide candidate that that can, you know, kind of quell that. But definitely, at, at a county level, county commissions and partisan races, uh, even maybe even potentially some of the state house races. Because I mean, there's a lot of state house races out there that, that go uncontested every single solitary year. I mean, we were talking about Johnny Shaw earlier. Johnny Shaw has been in the Tennessee legislature for 21 years. He's had 10 different elections over his career. Out of those 10 elections, only two of the, those elections have he has been opposed, once by an independent and once by a Republican. So in 21 years of being in the Tennessee state legislature, he's only been challenged in an election twice. So I I think if we can go out in the communities and kind of show them who we are and what we stand for and that they more align with our principles and what we we are trying to do, uh, we can start pulling over a lot of those more moderate Democrats, more moderate Republicans and definitely the independent people and maybe even people who don't vote, who have absolutely given up on the voting process as as a vessel for change.
3: Yeah, and I was going to answer to that, too. I was going to say it's – I'd say it's a little bit of both. Um, you'll get those louder people who are hardline R or D who are going to be even louder now, it feels like, and that's mm-hmm. going to be promoted by, by the media, by, you know – everybody who can promote that message who wants to all those hardliners they're going to shout it even louder now but at the same time we have a really good chance my personal experience i mean since i joined the libertarian party since i've been active with the libertarian party i've had friends come up to me from time to time send me a message give me a call say they want to get involved whatever but i have had so many more in this last in these last couple years um And then I got a whole new slate of friends that I've grown up with that I would have never thought were even political, telling me they were interested in the Libertarian Party or they voted for Joe Jorgensen um, because they wanted that third option. They wanted somebody who could speak to their values even more than the RRD candidates could. I mean, I've seen more growth in these last two years than I have ever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah and one good and one of the good things that we have in Tennessee right now is we have five elected libertarians in local offices right now. We have Stephen Chambers, the county mayor of Trousdale County. We mm-hmm. have uh, Cole Ebel, he's a city councilor for uh, Carthage, Tennessee, right? We have Erica Ebel, who is a county commissioner for Smith County. We have uh, Joshua Beal, who's a county commissioner for Montgomery County. And of course, we have Trish Butler, Montgomery County City Council. So we've got five people right now in local offices who are building a voting record, being able to show their communities uh, what libertarian politicians in action can do with their communities. So now we've got those five people who who. Are building this repertoire with, with their, their cities and with their counties, and being able to. I mean, like we talked earlier about everything that Trish has been able to do just in the last couple of months of being a, a city councilor up there in Clarksville. You know, people are, are seeing now that there is on the book evidence in Tennessee of what a libertarian legislator can do for the communities. So we, so as long as we can highlight those and create more uh, good uh, legislators behind them to get into these local offices, because now we've got those five and eventually those five may be able to, uh, we may be able to put them, I don't know, maybe in a, a state house race eventually over the next couple of years as they build their voting records up and they build their political capital within the state.
3: Yeah, um, for me, uh, that, that rock star, uh, Stephen Chambers out there in Toronto County, like, I, I would love to see what we can do with his political future. I'd love to push him into to a statewide race eventually.
2: And, you know, I mean, it's, it's funny, too, because the timing is coming to go with the momentum, but it's also coming with the tools of education, and, you know, I'm going to go ahead and bring him up. We try to – I try to mention him at least once every episode over there at 4 All Tennessee. You know, okay. you mentioned on the books. We also have on the books of just – I'm not going to call it corruption right now. I don't know if uh, the chairman of the subcommittee uh, couldn't. Maybe he misheard. I'm going to go with that because I'm, I'm not about the, the cancel culture and assassination of character. I don't agree with that. I've had that happen to me. I don't think I don't think that's good, uh, you know. But if 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 that's, if that's the case that he misheard. Hopefully, since it's on the books, he'll he'll uh, he'll go back and fix that because we've got the votes for ballot access. I mean, they uh, they did the legwork. Yeah. Within the committee. Yes. Within the committee. Right. Right. So, I mean, it it passed that part at least. Right. Yeah. And I think
3: I think I think it was just a misstep on his part. I don't think it was intentional, uh, although he was obviously a nay. I think it was just because in the case of a tie, it would have to be it would have to go to Mm -hmm. the nays. So I think it was just, uh, you know, he just tried to count it in his head. You can see a bit of a hesitation in him. And then he slammed the gavel down and called it to the nays. I think it was just mishearing. But I'm pretty sure, like you were talking about, I'm pretty sure all can get a, and I'd love to go with him. Uh, I'm pretty sure all can get a, a reconsideration of that vote. So we'll see how that goes. Yep.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you know, in the past, that might have been something that just by mistake or whatever you want to call it, whichever way you want to you want to you want to call that shot, it would just fall by the wayside and people wouldn't know, you right. know. And and now people at least do know, and I think it really speaks to the contrary of uh, Representative Shaw—is that his name? Uh, when yes. he said yes. that in Tennessee. You're either Republican or Democrat, and that's just the way it is. Well, that's just not the way it way it is, and I have to say it's disingenuous at best that he speaks of free and fair elections in the same breath and then tells us that there's only two parties uh, mm-hmm. within Tennessee, that there's only two line of thoughts of, in Tennessee, you know, if, and if you're not one of those, then you just be uh, independent, and people can kind of guess what you are. Maybe maybe there's a Wikipedia on you.
1: Yeah. No, right. it,
2: there's a Libertarian Party, and we want
1: right, to list I think it's going
3: to just confuse the voter, like- that's his own voters he's talking about. Does he think they're too you know, dumb to figure out how to vote?
1: Like, yeah. Well, it, it's like he said. He said it best though. There towards the the end of his rant, when he was talking to Representative Halsey, who uh, presented our our the H B O six oh nine bill. You know, he's talking to Representative Halsey, and he's like, "I don't know which party is going to take." Aligns more with me, or which party aligns more with you? But at the end of the day, if we put more parties on the ballot, they're going to take votes away from us. And it's just like, well, there isn't that the point of elections? That's the point of
3: elections, guy. And, and
1: yeah, Dave, you, you talked to him that day, didn't you? You were on, had a phone. Call was that? Him, didn't you, uh, Representative Shaw? Yeah. Yeah, was it yeah, that day or the day before? It was. Uh, it was a couple hours before the. Uh, yeah. The uh, subcommittee uh, trying to talk him into uh, switching over from a no to a yes, but after about thirty seconds of talking to him, I could tell that it was a solid no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he sounds like he definitely doesn't want any competition.
1: Yeah, and and that's funny coming from a guy who's only had competition twice in his 21 years of uh legislating
3: right yeah that's his uh, that's his lifelong career he's been there for how many years now Doesn't want to yeah, tw-
2: 21 years yes. yeah
1: mm-hmm.
2: so no longer is he voting for in the interest of his constituents he's voting in the interest of himself. exactly yeah that's the way i see it. that's the way i'll yeah. call it you know now yep. see here's the difference in what you see when I'm not the council, council, uh, the the chairman, I'm not going to yeah. say that he he did anything illegal. I think that was a mistake. That's right. what I'll say. But here Shaw, he is being directly working in his self interest. Oh yeah. I mean, if oh, he yeah. was truly worried about fair and free election, uh, a fair, uh, fair elections, uh, he wouldn't make the 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 comment that there's only in Tennessee either Democrat or Republican. Yep. I mean, that's. That just speaks of, uh, and I know he's not an uneducated man, spe- hearing him speak, you know what I mean? So yeah. that, that goes to speak that he is trying to keep his voter base
1: uneducated. Yeah, yeah and, uh, you know, we, we, we've we talked a lot about Representative Shaw and then Representative Rudd, the chairman of the subcommittee. But one person that, that really I, I was really proud to see was uh, Representative Bud Holsey who oh, presented yeah. our bill. I believe he did an excellent job uh, up there talking about the uh, Tennessee State Constitution, you know, and the amendment in the Constitution says uh, elections shall be free and equal. You know, uh, he even talked about, he he believes that the bill that we're trying to push through is still unfair at 11,000. He, he said right there on the floor that he believed in order to have free and equal elections that we ought to have 25 too. But he said, you know, that we're willing to settle at a half a percent instead of two and a half percent, just to try to get this thing through and push the dial a little bit further. Right. But I, but I really, I really respect uh, Bud Halsey uh, for what he got up there and really kind of uh, defended the Tennessee state constitution, the voters in Tennessee and, you know, the minor parties, not only us, but, you know, Greens, Constitution, uh, the Birthday Party, the Kanye West Party, you know, whatever other kind of parties that we've got out there. But, you know. Right. Yeah, he, he mentioned, really...
3: uh, yeah, he also mentioned the uh, the history of parties within our state. We've had elected, uh, I think he said, what was it, 50 he said? 40. It's not, it's 40. 40. Over 40, somewhere around 40 different parties, yeah. Um, no, and I like Bud Holsey, too. He's a man I really respect. He's a, he's, he's a good ally for us. Um, in his chambers there, he was talking to me and Justin Cornett. He's a friend of Justin Cornette mainly. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have him to thank for that. Bud was talking about uh, Libertarian Party. He, he'd be surprised if we're not a major party within the next... You know, fifteen years. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. I, th-
0: I think he's the one that spoke at the meeting I was at last year. It was kind of a legislative update. That, mm-hmm. you know, it would have been the year before. Yeah, that. he's
3: out there in East Tennessee. I'm not sure. He's yeah, what, and, what this is. He, I think
0: he's the one that spoke, and, and I think it goes back to some of the gun control laws we talked about earlier. How uh, we don't have the, the the free and fair gun control laws that we should have. You know, they're much too restrictive. And he had mentioned. He said, you know, the Republicans across Tennessee. He said the ones in in Middle Tennessee, I'm, I'm assuming the Nashville area. He said are not the same as the Republicans that we have up here. Right, and I expect that just like a Republican in Tennessee, it's probably not the same as a Republican in New Jersey. They're they're, they're yes. different animals, and that's yeah. I think that's part of our problem is that we have some that are slid too far along the spectrum in the wrong direction.
1: Yeah, and and you have so many Republicans. Uh, in this state, that are that have gotten to the point where where they're so in control in Tennessee, and the they they are so walk that party line because when you look at I mean the past few years I mean the GOP when they changed their own bylaws of the Tennessee GOP on. Uh, the people who can actually run as a Republican. I mean, the GOP is to the point in Tennessee right now where they can pick and choose who they want in primaries. If they've got somebody on a primary they don't like, they them as an organization can go right to the election board and have them thrown off. And them knowing full well when they go into the election season, you know who who's on the ballot as a GOP is the person that's probably going to get pushed through. So, I mean, you've got so many Republicans that walk that line because either they're scared of uh, losing that support and the money of the GOP, or they are just so entrenched into party loyalty that they've forgotten their loyalty to the Tennessee state constitution and their constituents.
2: I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Uh, And again, I think uh, I like the approach... And uh, I called it investment in your education is what, what we called it in a private conversation uh-huh. we had with the Echo and Cornette last week, me and Hammett did. And, you know, investment in your education, I think, hopefully, with, with all these uh, these issues that for all tendencies bring to light, like civil asset forfeiture, jury nullification, go across the, you know, illegal uh, search warrants via drone. I go down the list of all that. I, I I feel like if we could get that to the people in Tennessee to understand, you know, hey, this is actually something that affects you. You know, this isn't. We got to get people. We got to get people out of this idea that Washington is going to either save or destroy us. Yeah, we got to get get that out of our. We got to go back to the grassroots, and I don't know how to get. That's something that we when we were talking. uh uh, this past week, I think it was Tuesday with Chris, uh, the, the Appalachian region uh, director, chair. Uh, I, I'm not sure how we get people to care about those issues again, uh, because they've been so polarized by a national election. That's like a mini civil war. Like you got like you got both like the California is talking about succeeding. You know, I mean, you got people on the far left talking about succession back and forth. Uh, and now we're here. Trying to get people out of that like mini shell shock of politics is like, hey, come back to Tennessee. Let's fight these battles.
1: Yeah, and yeah, uh, and that yeah, that's a conditioning that's been conditioned over decades and decades in this country for people to 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 get people to not care about their Every the national, the federal government, the feds, the president, the president is going to do all this stuff for you. The president, uh, Congress is going to do all this stuff for you. And it's took, taken decades and decades of this conditioning of people and, and to get into that thought because, you know, a lot of people, they don't even come out except on presidential years because that's the most important vote is who's going to be the president of the United States. When they have city councils, they have county commissions, they have sheriffs, they have district attorneys that affect their lives every single solitary day in their communities. And... Those are the elections that they can target and do something about right now. President, federal offices, a little bit ways off for to make changes on because they're so entrenched with, with billions of dollars uh, of funds that are poured into these races. But what we can do right now, can you imagine across the state of Tennessee if we had a bunch of libertarian sheriffs? A bunch, nice. uh, a bunch of libertarian, a bunch of libertarian city councils, a bunch of libertarian uh, county commissions, county mayors, especially sheriffs. That's one thing. I, if there is anybody out there listening to this who is interested in running for sheriff in your county, contact the Libertarian Party of Tennessee.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. That'd be great.
0: I was listening to a podcast the other day, and I. I can't even remember which one it was. Listen, to too many of them, and they were talking to a a, a state representative from New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. And they have they have the Free State Project up there, mm-hmm. and they're different. they've got like four hundred and some state representatives. I mean, it's it's kind of a small. They have very a lot of representatives, you know, and mm-hmm. significantly more than any other state. And I want to say that about a quarter of them are what they call the, the the Liberty candidates. They're a lot of them are Republicans, but they're more in the Thomas Massey, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Justin Amash, kind of Republican that are very liberty oriented, and they're they're able to do a lot in that state just because, even within the Republican Party, that they're very liberty oriented people, and they can keep out a lot of bad legislation. And I think the, the 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 Speaker of the House is actually one of those people. And you know, even if we we can't get libertarians elected today, maybe we could like pull those some of the Republicans, at least you know, like maybe Bud Halsey or somebody like that, mm-hmm. pull them in our direction, you know, through, hey, thank you for this. Thank you for that. Hey, we want to see you do this. Why did you do that? That was wrong. You're doing your people wrong. You're doing the state wrong, you know, and, and maybe at least push people in our direction. And like you said, or like you said Halsey said, you know, we could be a major party because if we push enough of those people far enough, they might just jump ship for us.
1: Right. Oh, Oh Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, and hey, it's happened across the nation. I mean, we could get it to happen here.
1: Yeah, and we we do have a lot of we do have a f- lot of uh, friendly uh, representatives and senators uh, across the state, and you know we really we really appreciate because a lot of times you know we as libertarians we're gonna rah rah against everything that that somebody does bad, which is a lot. <laughs> A lot. A lot of, they do a lot of bad things But uh, go back to what Halsey did with HBO 609 You know, sometimes It's good to recognize when they When a representative actually does something good You know, and he stands on the floor And and defends uh, Defends the voters of Tennessee So, you know yeah. Shout anybody, out to Dave
2: Wright and uh, Eddie Manis too real quick I forgot yeah. to mention them They They voted yes on that So shout out to those guys
1: Yeah yeah, so I would encourage anyone who want to, because a lot of people don't know you can look look up Tennessee legislature. There's a number on there. If you want to thank somebody, you can go right to their little page and it'll give you a phone number. They might not answer, but leave them a uh, leave them a message and they'll get back with you. You know, a lot of times if we can call in, you know, and say, "Hey, thanks, man. I really appreciated what you did out there." You know, because I'm sure as an elected representative, they don't hear that a lot.
0: Right. Oh, they probably get a lot more complaints than they do things.
1: Yes.
2: Yeah, we got to get some live events. I, I, who, who would be a, who would be a dream set for y'all with for a live show? First live concert you get to go back and – Like this, here's a hot take. I'm gonna take a hot take from <laughs> you guys, okay? First live show reopen back in Tennessee. Your dream show, th- three, three bands three bands that you're going to go see when Tennessee reopens dream
1: at y'all's top three. Go ahead. Mm. All right. Let me see here. Billy strings would probably be one. Uh, which is awesome because he's headlining Bonnaroo this year, which is literally I can hit the Bonnaroo uh, uh, concert grounds with a rock from my house. Cause it's like two miles down the road. Uh, so Billy strings. Uh, let's see here. Who else would be? We... probably some Foo Fighters and uh, probably Old Crow Medicine show. Yeah. Nice. For me, uh,
3: for me, I'd have to say, uh, so I'm with music, especially I'm all about what, uh, what has a lot of feeling in it. What has a lot of, I mean, I guess that's music Mm -hmm. though. Um, Got a lot of movement to it anyway. Um, so it kind of sounds out of place with the next two I'm going to mention, but I'm going to say Shine Down because I've never been to a better live concert than I, than I have with a Shine Down concert. I don't even, I didn't even care about them as much uh, when I heard them on the radio until I went to one of their concerts. And live in concert, Shine Down put on one of the best concerts I've ever been to. Um, just moves you while you're out there in the crowd. And then, uh, i'd say the lumineers um they're a little kind of kind of like a folk band basically Uh they're just more mainstream i guess um me and my wife are both big fans it's actually one of the songs we had for our wedding um well one of their songs um and then i'd have to say uh it's a band called uh my wife just introduced it to me last year and i could tell you a couple of the guys in it um can't think of the name right now. Yeah, Andrew Bird was one of the guys that was in the band, and I just can't think of the name for some reason right now. But yeah, they put on a really good, really good uh, concert as well. Uh, Andrew yeah. Bird, he's kind of more yeah. that alternative folklore kind of or folky kind of sound.
2: Did that? What you got, Hammond?
0: I'm I'm not much of a, a music guy. It's kind of sad. What? I like I like my old country and some '80s '80s pop. Uh, I do like the Old Crow Medicine Show. That's good stuff. But one thing oh, I have yeah, to say is, is it, is it one of them? I don't know about the other ones. One of them better be very loud mm-hmm. because when you have it, we want to make some noise with it.
2: Yeah. Well, music is music. Like Old Crow's music. I mean, it doesn't have to be my music, but I mean, it's still music. It still it's makes you tap your foot, right? Fine, I'll take yeah. George
0: straight. How about that?
2: Hey, hey I, ne- I never got- hey. Straight, I ne- I never got to see him live,
0: so if, if he's if we could get him to come, I'd have to make that one.
2: Oh man. And then maybe uh, quiet
0: right or somebody nice and loud.
2: Okay. That's, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. George Strait, that's a good one, man. That's maybe we uh, maybe, maybe, can
0: have Quiet Ride open for him. I don't, I don't know how that would blend or not, but
2: <laughs> no, I'd love to that'd be a good show. Too. That'd be an interesting night. I'll sign yeah. up for that. Yeah. back
0: in, back in my youth and youth I say you know when I was around 30 I had these guys I used to like go out for dollar beer night and uh I was always almost always a sober chauffeur you know because they wanted to drink and I wasn't much of a drinker so you know it was a country bar and they you know they'd have a country band but then when the, the band was you know taking a break they were playing ZZ Top and Will Smith and you know the people that came to the country bar they loved all that stuff. So I I think that if you had a bunch of George Strait fans there to hear him a lot of them are probably going to love, you know, Quiet Riot or ZZ Pop or somebody like that too. So
2: well, I think the late and great Charlie Daniels said it best. Southern rock wasn't really a genre of music. It was a genre of people. Mm-hmm. And I probably think probably, probably probably captures like what you're talking about. The old dive bar scene. Yeah. Uh, you know, you got probably got some Southern sons members in there or, or what warlocks, whatever. Uh, good people regardless. Uh, but, uh, I don't know my bands. I'd probably go with Deftones because I had concert tickets for that when they canceled that last year. I was going to go see Deftones and Ginger, which Ginger is a Ukrainian metalcore band. I guess you'd call that. Uh, but I don't want to. I don't want to use Ginger on this one. This is the reopening. I want to have. I don't know. I want to be diverse like you guys. Deftones, a Tool, because I really regret not seeing Tool when they came. To Nashville, that was a bigger crowd. I did see Perfect Circle. That was a, a great show. So Tool and uh I don't know, I'm gonna get, get a little weird, with I'd like to see Highly Suspect. I've heard they're a great band
1: to see live.
2: I'd like to see them live. That'd be a good one. Yeah. Uh maybe yeah. one day.
1: Yeah. Now one one thing if AJ Campbell is watching this, which she probably will because she watches all the podcasts, she'd kick my ass if I didn't mention one of our local bands, the Stagger Moon Band. Uh, Stagger Moon Band Stagger Moon Band They're one of our, our local people there's, there's a couple of guys there on the band Who uh, who voted Libertarian in the last election They're, they're a very Liberty-leaning band So uh, AJ, I know I, all she's big into music, live music So I'll go ahead and throw, throw her a pick in there With the uh, Stagger Moon Band
2: Hey, we got to get that big concert going in Hickman County. I, I know Cody can
1: can swing it. They're, those guys yeah. got
2: some land down there. Yeah, they got some I, musicians down there. We could swing I'd it. I love an event hop.
1: like that. Yeah, I know right now, William Patton, uh, he's, in, he's planning the uh, Liberty Luau event in the whiskey region. So he's trying mm. to find a pretty big. Uh, venue talking about live music, putting a pig in the ground, you know, having beer on ice and all of our ratty friends coming over tonight, you know? Okay. So You're Liberty Luau. Yeah. So Liberty Luau, everybody coming there, they're, their, their, their ha- Hawaiian shirts and, you know, having maybe some different thing, maybe some workshops, maybe some range time. You know, William is a, is a, uh, firearms instructor. So I got it. I'm ready to go. Ready to rock, man!
2: So, oh so gosh. he's
1: looking. So he's looking at some locations for that. We're. Ho- uh, I know the whiskey region is hoping to make that a big event, so they can invite a whole bunch of people from all over Tennessee and maybe Georgia, Alabama, make it a really big event for us down there. <laughs> Wear <Where's> my
2: hat.
0: <laughs> there you go. So I can see
2: mm. it's you. Funny, it's funny.
0: I'd have to buy me a shirt though. I don't I don't have a Hawaiian shirt.
3: Oh, I've just got the one I just showed
1: you.
0: <laughs> I had
3: you that, got me I bought beat. that for uh, uh national but, convention last summer.
1: Yeah, but but I love how you had it right there in arm's reach, you know. It's just like you're you're <laughs> just ready. You're ready yeah, to go it's I'm like, ready for a
2: luau at any time. You're really, ready for honestly, a luau at any time. <laughs> honestly, I just put a new light on that helmet. So uh, and I think I got jibbed. I don't know, I wanna double check. Uh, it was supposed to be IR Floodlight. I'm not sure. I still messed with it. Like, I literally just got it before I started this podcast. That's why I was a little late. I was trying to, like, figure out the settings on it. But, uh, no, I, it is something fun. I always mess with gear. But it's so much more than that. That's, like, a lot of misconception of, you know, a lot of people on, on, on Boogaloo or whatever you want right. to call it. Because it's really just a conversation piece at this point. Uh, of like, oh, yeah, you you know, gun rights or whatever, libertarian, whatever. And it. And it's somewhere to start a conversation, but it's so much further than that, man. You know, you got crops, you know, uh, you know, Hammett's all about that. He runs a huge Facebook group uh, and he has a pretty good sized crop. I'm sure you guys are familiar with that. I mean, so like growing your own food, that's a huge aspect of it. Uh, Cleaning water, uh, filtering water, uh, location. And, you know, just kind of like it's kind of an inside joke with me and my family is like I'm the I'm the crazy uncle and dad slash dad that makes us all go camp and stuff. Yeah. And I joke with him, I was like, I'm subconsciously getting you ready for whatever happens, whatever economic failure happens. And uh, they just kinda laugh, but they they know I'm kinda kinda serious. You know, it, you kind of get the family used to being outside, being uncomfortable, sleeping under the stars.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, that, that's that's stuff like that. Yeah, that's what a lot of people don't realize about like the libertarianism, the libertarian movement is, is becoming, you know, self sufficient. You know, growing your own crops, you know, being able to do water filtration, being able to do all the stuff on our our on our own without Or you know, collect rainwater. Yeah, collect rainwater.
0: Yeah, your <laughs> you can't do that everywhere. now. Yeah. Yeah, that's part of being free is not having. Well, I can't say not depending on somebody else because we're all dependent mm-hmm. on somebody else. Yeah. I mean, I got a, I got right, a shirt right. on here. I'm, I'm not going to go make, you know, like grow the stuff to make this. Well, I couldn't even this probably some fake, it's not cotton, I'm sure. <laughs> but I'm not, not going to grow the cotton and, you mm-hmm. know, grow the corn to feed the hog to make the bacon, you know, to, to have the breakfast. It, we're all dependent. But the fewer of those things that, that you need to rely on somebody else and, and If you take that for yourself, and you t- and you grow that to your community, so that your community is less dependent on outside resources such as the state, make your state less dependent on the federal government. Um, what was this? was it was it Tom Arnold that posted recently that we've like from ten years ago we've like grown our budget like the state budget so yeah, much. Yeah,
1: Tennessee. Yeah, <clears throat> Tennessee is one of the uh, top states in the country for accepting federal money. Like, I can't remember Tom, if I wish Tom was on here to say it, but there's it's a pretty high percentage of the Tennessee state budget comes from federal money. So Tennessee is a very federal dependent state when it comes uh, to funding our budget.
0: But that, that if our, our tax revenues last year would have met that budget from 10 years ago. So if we had kept mm-hmm. that same budget from 10 years ago, we could thumb our nose at yeah. the federal government and say we don't need mm-hmm. you you know we don't need your money we don't need your highway funds we will take care of ourselves and and that would bring a whole lot of freedom if we didn't have to have that because
1: it yeah, would abs- breathe
0: down our necks
1: absolutely right. i mean people don't realize exactly how much uh, the federal government like uh, presses down on states. i mean uh, take take a look at uh, uh, a lot of our alcohol laws that we have Like any state can set whatever drinking age that they want. But if it's not 21 or if you allow any kind of open container laws, you start losing percentages of your federal money. It's like a couple of years ago uh, when uh, the Republicans in this state increased the gas tax. One of the parts of that bill is uh, Tennessee made open containers completely illegal in the state of Tennessee. And uh, we did allow some portion of open containers at one point in Tennessee, but part of that gas tax bill was making open container completely illegal in Tennessee. And the reason that they did that was because the federal government was withholding a certain percentage of our uh, federal highway funds because we didn't adhere with their mandates. So once Tennessee made open container completely illegal, we started getting 100% of our uh, federal highway funds.
0: Yep. Yeah, I know they've that was a fifty-five mile mile per hour speed limit. They did that with mm-hmm. back in the seventies or whatever. That you know, it's it's a they can't. It's it's unconstitutional for them to set the law but they could put stipulations yeah. on on the funding you get back and and where do they get that funding in the first place they get it from yeah. us us so
1: you can't you can't have your own money back unless you do what what we tell you to do
2: exactly
1: <laughs> so how like long well, did well, was well, the open container law push was that back, was that
2: before 2011
1: uh, when was the gas tax done marcus that was what gas tax was 2017 yeah yeah so that was part of the gas tax uh okay that they pushed through was to make open containers completely illegal in the state.
2: I know uh, I, I got one of those open containers one time, but this is a long time ago, back in 2011. And it came across, and uh, I had failure to appear, so there was a warrant for my arrest. And it came across the clerk's desk, and uh, she was like, I can't arrest him. And they were like, why? Well, I can't put out, you we, we won't be able to arrest him. Because I was in Afghanistan at the time. Uh, so they <laughs> can arrest me. That's, like, I guess not a, a fa- it's kind of a failure of uh, communication mm-hmm. between governments of where you're at. I mean, you're going to try to arrest a guy that's in Afghanistan for an open container. Come on now. <laughs> thankfully, I had a, thankfully, I had some family and, and, and that was mm-hmm. a clerk, And she was like, hey, you can't. He's not here. That could have been really bad. So thankfully, a uh, commander yeah. heard about that one. Dodged a bullet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, how many
3: years were you in?
2: Just four, just four. Okay.
3: Yeah, I did six, well, six and a half. I did a nice, what branch? Got out. Oh, it was Army. It was Army, Army. Guard, though.
2: Um, cool, nice. I got out cool. in uh, 2015 as a medic. Oh, nice, man. That's, uh, that is That uh, is one of the most – I love my corpsman. I don't know. I mean, that's just a special – What's a special job, man. That's our equivalent in the Marines of – Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, no, woman. I know.
3: My my brother was a Marine. Uh, is, I guess. Um, actually, uh, I lived with him in Knoxville and two of his Marines. So I was their corpsman for their drunk nights around Knoxville.
2: <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I bet you were active. They weren't
3: active.
2: What's that? I said, I bet you were an active corpsman. Oh, oh yeah,
3: yeah. No. Oh, yeah. No, and they gave me the same respect y'all give your corpsman. It was nice. At first, of course, it was the no, nah, your army, gross, whatever, and then they realized I was a medic. Oh, okay, you're
2: right, you're all right. I'm good with it. Oh I mean, it ch- the language changes quick, right? Like, oh hey, yeah. we're going to keep him. Y'all go away. We're going to keep him. <laughs> no, we. It's it's an interesting thing, man. Just the camaraderie of veterans, and it's an interesting thing to see it translate into libertarianism too, or yeah. or just in the in the in the fact that you could break down typical barriers and have discussions about politics with, like, for so for example, some of my right-leaning friends. You know what right. I mean? Like, I can have a little bit more of a candid conversation with them, because that there's already kind of that comfortability there, I guess, so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, or where we're coming well, from. Well, they pretty
3: much all have the understanding. Even if they're left, right, big government, whatever, they all have the understanding that you the know, well, fuck the government. I mean, it, I mean it, it, they know it, it how is, it works. Yeah. They know the bureaucracy.
2: Absolutely. I mean, we got uh, we really we're going we're trying to set up something down in Middle Tennessee to do another range. Uh, We did one last last year down there. I can't remember the name of the range. It was out in the sticks It's a really big range, though, that we went Uh to. I'll get that information to you later, but I'd like to do somewhere a little bit closer. to Davidson just to meet up with some of you guys in Middleton because you're both. You are Middle Tennessee, right?
1: Yeah, I'm so, I'm Southern Middle Tennessee, and he's more Murfreesboro. Yeah, oh, yeah, we would
2: definitely like to find somewhere close to y'all, a decent. It might even might be that same range too. I'll talk to to nasty yeah, Nate over here I'm our
3: center side. of the state, actually. So I'm I'm, I'm the I'm the
1: yeah yeah Murfreesboro is the geographical center of the state of Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, Pretty we've got a them. we've got a little pillar up and everything too. Yeah,
2: you can really? go stand
1: on it and feel groovy.
2: <laughs> maybe get arranged down in Murfreesboro but I definitely would like to get down there and try to get a bunch of uh libertarians, maybe some uh some boog over there. I don't know. Get, yeah, some ho- guys. Just have a good time and shoot. You know, yeah. Do you know we- no. do you know do you know William Patton? Yeah, he's uh he's in our little uh group with the Mises Caucus. Yeah. And we're yeah, yeah holler at William.
1: You know, he's a fire he's been wanting to get something uh pretty big close to Nashville going, so So holler at William. We were talking about it this
2: morning, and I suggested Hickman County uh, with uh, Cody Nix and uh, all Mm -hmm. those guys down there. If they could – now, it sounded like they had some decent land out there to get on (laughs) Mm -hmm. to do that. So, obviously, what we're kind of talking about is allow a little bit of freedom because we're free people, right? Um, So – I'll, I'll reach out to those guys and, and Patton, too. We talked to him quite a bit throughout that group. Um, but, yeah, that'd be great. I, I'd love to do some stuff out here east, too. But, man, Tennessee is uh-huh. such a long state. Yeah. Oh, long yeah. Drive, man. I hate to put yeah. anybody out like that. We had a huge event last summer uh, out on Norris Lake, which we plan on doing again. Uh, oh, I'd Norris huge yeah on Norris Lake is where it's at, so that's about thirty minutes north of Knoxville. you know where it's at though you you live yeah there. i've got I've got some friends that have a house on Norris lake, yeah ooh, uh, when I, when so, I hang out in
3: Knoxville, I like to hang out at their place because it's on the lake. It's the best
2: yeah get out there and we we did a little camping trip that was like a three day event. I say huge it was only ten of us that came out, but I know we did a lot of different training and stuff like that, so we'll we'll definitely push that when it yeah. gets closer.
1: Yeah, I know I know Cody uh, would be tickled to work with uh, William because William's in the whiskey region, Cody's in the river region, and Cody has just been itching to death to have a Whiskey River event.
0: <laughs> can, can, can you get <laughs> Willie to sing for that concert?
1: <laughs> yeah, we can get Willie out. Willie Nelson, he can sing at the Whiskey <laughs> River event. Whiskey River, take my mind.
2: Yeah, he would be. Uh, I bet he would do it, too. He'd be all about it. Uh, they've got a local musician out there that's pretty good. Uh, let me pull up his name real quick. Me and Cody were just talking about him. He was on our show as well. Matt Hunley. He was Man. talking about he had done. He actually did some protest at the capitals, uh Set up shop and started singing. Yeah. Ride in Nashville. And they they had to escort him out and, and haul him off. Uh, he almost got arrested. And... Uh, I mean, I think, uh, God, that type of energy right there would be awesome to uh, to capture for the whiskey region. And I know the mountain over here, I call it the mountain, Knoxville region or Appalachian region, whichever one you want to go with. Uh, I just always called my area the mountain where I live out here in Um uh, Definitely would come out to support yeah. that because that sounds like a good time.
1: Yeah. And I can't remember who it was, but somebody from the Appalachian region was messaging me, I guess it was about a week ago, they were talking about how they loved the whiskey river or the whiskey region name. And they were like, Man, it would it'd be badass if we could change our name from Appalachian to something, you know, that really identified where they're and I was like, Well, you know, it's not against the rules to hold a regional vote and change your name. <laughs> <laughs> Originally they wanted the whiskey region called the Southern Region. I was like, that sounds stupid. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> wait so we have you to think for whiskey then
1: Dan. yeah yeah i named the region
3: that i was like cool. we
1: may we've got jack daniels we've got george Dickel, and we've got all the illegal yeah. shit that they still make in the foothills we're the whiskey yep. region now, yeah open, we just call uh, it
2: the mountain up here where we're at uh, for <laughs> training purposes and uh we our little mantra is uh come and see but, uh, I, no, I wouldn't want to change anything. We've got great, like, you guys. I, I just want to get you you guys in front of it because y'all are killing it, man. Y'all are, like, all of the chairs, that's growing, like Hammett was talking about. Uh, you guys, like, obviously being here, again, spreading the, the message of liberty. Me and Hammett just want to put you guys in the forefront and get y'all's voice out there because y'all are the one doing the, the real work.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And anybody who is having an event anywhere in the state, feel free to, that that we might miss, you know, our calendar is open, you know, yeah. shoot a message and to me, also, shoot a message to Marcus, you know, get with us. We'd love to come out and help support your event.
3: Yeah. And I'd love to help you plan it too. That's a big yeah, thing Yeah, absolutely. I'm big about setting up events, doing <laughs> fundraising, just outreach, whatever. And if you want help with an event, you want help working on it, prepping it, anything, I'm, I'm down. Yeah. Let anybody yeah, know.
1: Yeah, it's a huge passion of ours is to be able to come down and, you know, help you guys on a regional level, at a county level. You know, we're we're at your guys' disposal. I mean, we're a bottom-up organization, like I've said many times. So uh, you you guys run the state. You know, as state chair, I'm the least powerful libertarian in the state, and I love it that way. You know, I, I'm at your guys' disposal to come out and be able to help you at your events you know, and be able to try. You know, listen to you guys. What, whatever tools that you guys need to succeed. Uh, what, what we need to be able to give you guys to do what you need to do. And that goes with for our affiliates. That goes for our activists. That goes for especially for our candidates. You know, we've we've got a big year coming up in uh, 2022, and you know, we we really want to see a lot of good candidates running in winnable races. And, you know, I'm sure Tricia Butler is going to be involved in that, helping a lot of the candidates. You know, we've got an excellent crew. We have the best. I'm going to say it. I'm going to throw the gauntlet down. We have the best crew in the entire country in Tennessee from our executive board to our executive committee, to everybody across the state of Tennessee, I mean, the eyes are on Tennessee and the Libertarian Party right now, and we are showing them the way because this is the way. That's that way I always talk about. You know, we're all working together towards that same common goal of a world set free in our lifetime, and we're figuring out how to do it at a a local level, you know, and then at a state level. I mean, I'm excited. I'm fired up. I love what's going on in Tennessee. You know, I get messages from People around the southeast from around the country, you know, trying to figure out what we're doing here in Tennessee that's that's being so successful. You know, it's it's working together. We don't see caucuses, we don't see brands of libertarianism. We just see brothers and sisters and liberty working towards that same common goal.
0: Well, let's grow it. I like that. I like I like that Tennessee has an excellent party. Everybody, you know. Uh, this last month was the second uh, convention I'd attended. I went last year, and everybody—I'm I'm kind of a shy person. I mm-hmm. know, kind of don't like to say too much. Uh, but anybody I talked to was very friendly to me. You know, it made mm-hmm. it easy when I was—you know—when I was talking to somebody. So, good people.
2: No, I mean, I, like I said, the it was, elect, it was the The atmosphere was electric at the convention in the night before uh, with the poker game. Uh, I think the leadership, you mentioned caucuses. uh I think it is interesting that you see a lot of toxicity. And I think a lot of libertarians, even when you saw when they came to the convention, you see a lot of toxicity nationally out mm-hmm. in the, the LP, the Liberty Movement. But in Tennessee at the convention, it was kind of like an unspoken rule, like there's no toxicity here. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, That's a big this, thing with us. And that was, I mean, you like you, you. We walked in right off the bat, and uh, it was just a blast. And uh, you felt that that unity. Uh, I think Spike spoke spoke great. I think I think that's like like you said that this is the way. You know, you definitely. uh That I mean you talked in private, Dave. You definitely own, earned my vote there with, with you know your speech and, and going back and forth. And that's not to say Trisha Butler said anything wrong. That's just that. Y'all's strategies were somewhat a little bit different, but at the end of the day, everybody's together. I think we're gonna to try to have Trisha and uh, Chuck Trial on next week. We're gonna reach out to him. I've spoke, we've me and Ham had spoken before separately say, Hey, we'd like to have you on at one point. I think we're gonna to try to get those guys yeah, on. Yeah, Chuck, yeah. Chuck. Chuck is an amazing a really
3: good guy. And you know Trisha's a good girl, so
2: yeah, I think that'd be an interesting podcast to have those two on at the same time. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, right now, uh, Christopher, uh, Christopher Darnell right now is trying to work on uh, – I know you guys were on his uh, Not a Real Libertarian podcast. I think he's working on right now trying to get a, one of those podcasts where me and Trish come on together.
2: That'd be awesome. Yeah, that would be a good one. That would be a good one to watch. It'd be interesting. Interesting, well, guys, uh, I think we're here at the back end of it. Uh, We always let our guests have the the last word, you know, so uh, we're going to let you go with it first, Marcus, and then let you have the final say, Dave. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sure. um,
3: I guess all I've got is I'm, I'm really just looking forward to what all we can get done here. I can't wait to get out there to Appalachian region and help you guys out. I meant to be out there a few weeks ago, but it didn't work out for me. Yeah. Uh, uh, I look forward I to even... traveling across the state. I gotta, you're
0: going to have to call it Appalachian. They might club you up here if you say it wrong.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, even when I lived there, I got told that it never, it never stopped. That's my fault. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No worries. Appalachia. Yeah. Um, no, I, I can't wait to get up there, hang out with all you guys up there. And uh, Knoxville, same. Haven't been to a Knoxville meeting in a few years. And no, I'm just looking forward to getting across the state, getting to know everybody
2: better, getting everybody connected. Get some events started too. Yeah. Yeah. We will be in communication on that because, uh, I mean, I'm going to, I've already kind of, and Cody's, I don't know what Cody's going to think about me, just volunteering his, his his county up and and saying that, but we kind of joked about it. And I, I took his joke as serious, or maybe he was serious too. And we're just starting off good. I know, uh, Matt Huntley, so we'll definitely be in in, in communication about events because I'm all about that. Great.
0: What you got for us, Dave? What do you want? If you got you got something you want to plug? Tell, tell well,
1: well, yeah, i I'd, I'd love shout to shout outs. I'd just <laughs> love to plug the Libertarian Party of Tennessee. I want to speak to anybody who's out there watching this right now who isn't already involved in the party. Uh, who is interested in getting involved in the party, absolutely go over to uh, www.lptn.org. Uh, check it out. Whatever you're interested in, we've got a lot of committees that are coming up. Whatever you're – hold on, stupid cat. But, <laughs> <laughs> but whatever your talents are, whatever you're interested in, we've got a spot for you if you're interested in – Uh, finding out the activity of your uh, local county affiliates. If you've already got an affiliated county, uh, you can reach out to your uh, county chairs. If you're not affiliated and you're interested in uh, starting a county affiliate in your party, contact the Libertarian Party of Tennessee. We'll get you started. Are you interested in running for office? Contact the Libertarian Party of Tennessee. We'll get you started. started down the path of what you need to uh, run for office. If you're interested in doing any kinds of activism events, contact the party. We'll get you uh, hooked into your uh, regional rep, your county rep if there is one. Uh, We've got different committees. We've got a a field operations committee that directly deals with activism, county affiliate development, uh, youth engagement at campuses. We've got a um, uh, marketing committee that's gonna be dealing with social media, uh, press releases, things like that, if you're interested in that. We've got a uh, political committee starting up uh, that's gonna deal with working with our candidates uh, that's very exciting. We've got a legislative committee uh, that's going to be involved in pushing uh, liberty-oriented legislation. We've got an IT committee that uh, deals with keeping our websites running, keeping our emails running. So there's several different ways that you can get involved in this party. You know, if if you don't feel like uh, you're you're the ta- you have the talents to a uh, run accounting affiliate, but, but you're interested in writing press releases, absolutely contact us. We can get you hooked into that committee. We can get you using your talents to furthering the dial in the state of Tennessee towards liberty. We want you to join this party. We want you to get involved. And if you're to the point where you don't really feel like uh, you can become active in the party. Absolutely, check us out, and remember us come election day. Remember us when you see libertarian events. Come out and see us. Uh, come out talk to us. Uh, we're like we said earlier. We're we're friendly folk. Don't believe the propaganda about libertarians. Uh, there's a lot of it out there. Uh, we and absolutely, we're going to be coming to a community near you, and we'll go to talk to you where you're at to talk to you uh, with a a message of liberty. But check us out, www.lptn.org. Email us today. Tell us what you want to do for liberty. What can you do for liberty today in the state of Tennessee? We want you to get involved. We want you to use your talents. And this is the way.
0: All right. Thank you, gentlemen. It's been a good conversation. And uh, catch you all around another time.
1: This is the way. This is the way. We'll catch you all on the flip side. (laughs) See you, man. See y'all.